What's up? This is Aiden Jones, and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 16th of August, 2022. How are you? Are you doing good? I'm doing great, man. You know what yesterday was? Yesterday, and I recall this at 2.06am, yesterday, the 15th of August, was my comedy anniversary. Fucking 11 years of doing stand-up. How cool is that? It's very cool, and I like it. And as it happened, it was probably the worst day I've had. (laughs) Was it bad, though? Nah, it wasn't even bad. You know what? Just an annoying thing happened to me um, this evening that kind of, like, soured my mood. But that's the thing with the Frit Dude, this festival, man. I can't believe I've not... the, The time that I've been doing this podcast, I've not really had that many goes at the Fringe. I guess 2018 and 19, but... 20 and 21, you know, wasn't there. So, like, for most of... Oh, God. Fucking let me have a sip of tea. Let me just... Oh, come on. Let's chill out. Let's fucking relax. Oh, fucking suck me off. That is good shit. (laughs) You heard it here first. Suck me off. Suck dot me off. Fucking that'd be the sick. That'd be uh, that'd be a funny name for a website. Suck dot me off. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, an annoying thing happened. By the way, fucking before I go on, thank you to all the new people listening to the podcast. I'm sure a bunch of you are here from the Edinburgh Fringe shows. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This podcast, I don't, I don't know what it is. So, hello. Um, mate, we're getting it's good. We're up to... Oh, like, I'm still going to keep saying that there's 54 listeners because I think that's funny. But I'm not going to lie. We're up to, like, the last step got 92 in the first week. Which is, from, like... I can't tell you how fucking excited I am by that. And scared about the fact that it probably will go all the way back down to 54. You know, like... It can't stay like this forever. Here's the first week figures for the previous two, four, six, eight, ten weeks. 49, 68, 59, 60, 54, 53, 61, 67, 82, 92. Last week's got 92 in a fucking week. That is as good as it's ever been. And then, but the what makes me like hopeful is that all of the first month figures are, like, consistently getting hot, you know? Like, they're up around 80. So it's, like, for the last two months, there's been 80 in the first month, so maybe people are listening. I don't know. I just don't know, but it feels like more people are listening to my podcast, and that feels good. (laughs) Thank you. Mate. Yeah, so I was doing my... You know what, man? I think I am just... A little bit over my show about meeting my biological dad. I've been doing it for fucking coming up three years, you know, like thinking about it and it just, it's withering on the vine a little bit. I'm noticing, I'm noticing the huge flaws in the show, the parts of it that I'm not happy with. And I'm just, you know, I was done with it like a while ago, but 
I'm still kind of using it as because it's like a good product to sell and all that kind of stuff. But I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I want to. I'm doing it every day, but I'm just like noticing how few lines in it I still find funny. That's the problem. It's not that there's not jokes. It's that I don't find the jokes funny anymore. Um, and, you know, some of them it's because my perspective has changed. Some of them it's just because I'm bored of them. I'm just bored of the jokes and I feel like I've gotten everything out of them that I can get. And, uh, yeah, so I just now I'm performing it and I'm just not having as much fun with it. And I'm trying to figure out ways to have fun with it by like fucking with myself, by changing bits, by remembering different details on stage. But it's still, I mean, I'm trying that stuff, but it's really hard. And um, I'm just finding it difficult to enjoy the show. And that is being reflected in the amount of money that I'm getting for the show. It's not bad, but it is. I mean, let me get my fucking spreadsheet out. Oh, you guys, I've been doing a spreadsheet. It's so sick. Um, with two shows against each other. So, yeah, for, for Taco, I am averaging 3.7 pounds per person, whereas for the new show, I'm averaging 4.9 pounds per person. So, Taco has been seen by 553-ish. That's a very rough figure, people. And the new show by 410. The new show is just coming along, man. Leaps and bounds. I have got some ideas. I need. A, I haven't written for the last few days because I've just been enjoying myself. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm having a delightful fling, as was my hope when I came into Edinburgh, you know, all the fucking ducks are in a row. Everything's happening. I, genuinely, I couldn't ask for a better festival. I want to run you guys through some of the highlights of the last week. This festival is so fucking crazy because every day, I said it last week, every day feels like a whole week. Like normally when I prep for this podcast, I write down what I've done that day, like a one thing, one little prompt of like that was that day. And, uh, I mean, I guess I could have done that just now, but I kind of, I didn't because I was just like, there's so many things that happen in a day. So how could I possibly, you know, like I've bombed, how many gigs have I done? Let's see. All right. So it's yesterday was the 15th. So that was those gigs. So we go back to the seventh. So from the eighth, that was two, five, six to two, nine, nine. So I've done 43 gigs in the last week. Do you know what I mean? And each one of those I'm thinking about and I'm present for. And then I'm also fucking filming the documentary. The documentary's gone good. With the documentary, I'm just starting to accept that I'm not going to get... I'm still trying, but I'm not going to get like a bunch of big acts. I've got some interesting people that I've never spoken to before and whatever, but there's not going to be like big acts. And you know what? I'm even kind of excited for that. Like, this is the documentary reflecting the level that I'm at as a stand-up. Like, I don't know a lot of these big acts. And I don't know a lot of these UK acts. And it is kind of centered around me. So, most of the people that I have access to are Australian or, like, some of my friends from the UK circuit. But it's not going to be heaps of UK acts because I'm not on the UK circuit a bunch. And maybe if I made a documentary in five years' time, if I do end up 
coming over here more and spending more time out this way and, and like maybe moving back here. Like I would like to maybe, you know, maybe I will get more acts out here. Anyway, I'm fucking rambling, aren't I? Um, I don't even want to talk about that shitty thing that happened at my show because it wasn't even that bad and I don't care. Here's some of the cool shit that I've done this week. One, I saw a show. I mean, man, this fucking venue, the Piano Drome, this has been the highlight of the Fringe so far for me and I've seen two shows there. Um, oh my God, I haven't even told this fucking story. (laughs) I can't believe how long a week is at this fucking festival. All right. I've got to tell you this fucking story. (laughs) I'll talk about the piano drum and shit later, but, um, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make this funny on the podcast because I've told this at almost every gig that I've done since it happened. Um, and I'm doing it as a bit of stand-up and I've told it to fucking like 40 people. But you guys are the people who are here every week, so you deserve the story. I'll try and tell... Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell the story how I tell it on stage. Because if I tell the full version of it that I'm not even telling to most people... It does feel like it's a little bit... You know, I don't want to reveal too much... Pro- oh! Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm only going to tell the version that I tell on stage. I'll, I'll tell it with, like, more detail. But I'm not going to tell that. There is, like, a second fucking detail. But I think it's too... It's not relevant. It's not relevant to the story. Mm. Bit of tea. So me and these two girls, these girls were in this play um, and uh, I met these girls at the show. One of them has uh, her fucking mum was backpacking in Ecuador and came home pregnant with her and she never met her biological father. How fucking cool is that? And like, so she came to the show because her friend was like, you got to come see this show and she saw it and whatever. And then I went out drinking with uh, the first girl who saw it and then the one with the the Ecuadorian one. Ugh. And uh, we, went out, we went out drinking and uh, the Ecuadorian girl, she got super drunk. Um, and so me and the other girl had to take her home. So we're at this bar and then like, I mean, it was crazy. Like she, <laughs> they're in this play and in the play they like, you know, and they're like, you know, pretty young ladies. And so they're like uh, leaning on the fact that they, in the play, they're like in their underwear and stuff. And then they're like using that. They're like fucking wearing big push-up bras to go flying and whatever. They're like, yeah, you come see our tits, you know. Um, and so this girl is like, she's drunk and we're walking along the street. We're getting her home and it takes us like ages because she's so drunk because she keeps stopping every guy. <laughs> She's on the street and she's going like, do you want to come see my tits? They're in a play. (laughs) 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 It was so funny. Oh, my God. And you know what, though? This was a thing that I was talking to. um, I I was talking to this other girl about later. Um, The other girl who was there, we were, like, talking about this because, like, this is such a brutal thing and I guess an indictment of all men and I've got to include myself in this. I'm not better than, you know, but 
she this is a drunk girl, obviously drunk, stumbling around. And at some points as well, she was going up and flyering guys. But then she was also just like, she was, she was going like, do you want to see my tits? They're in a play. But then she also at some points was just like walking up to dudes and being like, what's your star sign? Just like walking up to random guys and doing that and being drunk, right? And she was obviously just a drunk girl. And like me, like her two friends, me and this other girl are like either beside her or like right behind her or like, you know, we're clearly helping her get home. And she kept going up to guys and going, What's your star sign? And every guy stopped. And that, to me, is like... And I know... Oh, this is so rough. I know what those guys are thinking, which is like, is this girl hitting on me? And if so, is it all right if I stay and chat? And like, is something going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Even if they know that that's probably not going to happen, I reckon a part of it, that's there. And like, oh man, like one of them was some fucking old dude and he stayed and it's just like, he stayed and he was like talking to her and he was like laughing and he was like, I mean, I guess he's a fucking old guy. He's allowed to, you know, enjoy some chick fucking half showing him his tits. I don't know. It was just all fucking really weird. It made me really sad because I know... I'm a guy and I know, you know, that as a dude, you see a fucking chick with her tits out. You're not thinking like, you're like, oh, sick, tits, you know? Anyway, that's not the funny part of the story. That's just a, 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 a part of the story that's interesting. But so, anyway, me and this other girl, we take her home. It takes ages. She was like, I've, I'm struggling to find what's funny about this, but she just... It was so funny the way she was running. Like, she was so drunk that she really had no idea where the fuck she was. And she just kept getting in this state where she was like... She just would run. She was just running along the street. She was just like, I gotta get home. And then she would, like, be swinging her arms and, like, stomping her feet while she ran. <laughs> um... Yeah, and, and like, you know, I had to run beside her because she was, like, running on the street and I was like, I'm going to fucking have to take her off the street if any cars come along, but luckily it was late enough. Whatever, we get her back to her place. We have to figure out where she lives, um, go through her phone and then, like, you know, to get her the Google Maps history and then we had to fucking get her keys out of her bag, like, look through her whole bag and then make sure that that was the right house and get the key and the thing and get her up the stairs, three flights of stairs. We finally get her to her room and it's just this one room. It's this like student accommodation that they're using for fringe performers this year. So like it's each room is just one room. There's no like apartment lounge room type situation. It's just one room and it's a bunch of one room things. And then there's like a common kitchen area. So this girl, we get her up to her room and we just like, fucking get her in the room and she face plants on the bed and she's just fucking out gone and she's snoring straight away and that was great because me me and this other girl were just like we fucking did it she's safe she's back here she's asleep we made it you know there were genuinely times on the walk back when she was like go away go away i'm fine let me go home and we we're like nah dude you don't know where you are you know so it was great that it was hard to get her back to that place and then the other girl that I'm with, like, took her shoes off in the room. And I was like, I'll fucking take my shoes off. And I was like, I guess we're hanging out, you know. That was the sign to me. It was like, we're hanging out. 
And so we were there. And it was like an hour, two hours, three hours. It just kept going. It was like 4 a.m. And then we started making out. And uh, I only say this because I've been saying it on stage because it is part of the story. We had sex in the kitchen. Um, I really... I've been saying that because it's part of the story and like, trust me, it is part of the story, but I also feel very self-conscious about saying it because I know that a part of me wants to say it because a part of me wants to brag about having sex because I feel good about having sex, but also a part of me doesn't want to brag about having sex because I know that the part of me that wants to brag about having sex is a douche. I think that actually might be funny. Maybe I should do that on stage. It's interesting, isn't it? I want to brag about having sex. Why do I want to brag about having sex? Well, because I think that having sex makes me like a cool person. I think I I think I do think that. And I don't think that that's correct, but there's a part of me that like feels, you know what I mean? Like from when I was young and and like, you know, even like back in fucking high school when you're like, man, when my friend, dude, I remember my mate asking me in high school, like, have you ever hooked up? Have you ever kissed a girl? And I was like, yeah, totally. And I hadn't. I literally did that. She goes to another school. <laughs> I literally used that. I was like, yeah, she's in Scouts. You don't know her. <laughs> I think I just said the name of the girl that I liked from Scouts. I just made, I just lied. I was like, oh yeah, I had sex. I, I kissed this girl. I hooked up with this girl. I think I even maybe said that I like got head or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. But the point is, even back then, I didn't want to be, I wanted to be cool and, and being cool meant that you had hooked up with girls, right? And that doesn't stop. That doesn't just go away in school. It just changes shape and becomes like a more subtle thing. But it's like your self-worth as a man is linked to whether or not you've had sex or, or what girls you've had sex with or how many or whatever. And that's a fucking, that's a thing that's in my head. So when I go on stage, a part of me does want to brag about having sex. Because I'm like, yeah, I had sex and it was good and I'm excited about it. But then a part of me also is like, but I don't want to be that person because sex isn't that. Sex is more important than that. Or it at least maybe it's not more important, but it's not a thing that I don't derive my self-worth from who I do or do not have sex with, you know? Right, whatever. We had sex. It was great. And after we had sex... Oh, sorry, before we had sex... We were in the uh, we were in the room, just like talking for hours, and there was like a, you know there was sexual tension, we we're flirting, and this girl is in a play, and in, they're both in the play, right? But the the one, the the yeah, not the Ecuadorian one who passed out, the other one, she's in this play, and she her in the play she has these black fairy wings. Um, that she wears during the play. So they were in her bag and I saw them and I was like, well, you should put the fairy wings on because I was hoping that she would take her shirt off. She was talking about the play and the fairy wings and I was like, you should put them on, like model them for me, you know, that'd be fun. And she was like, nah, why don't you put them on though? And I was like, yeah, I'll fucking put them on. I'm not a baby. (laughs) I'm not scared of being a fairy. (laughs) 
it was very exciting and very flirty. And anyway, so I took my shirt off and I put the fairy wings on. And this is the bit that I'm really enjoying doing on stage at the moment is I put them on and she was like, I, I, I don't want you to stretch them. So I was like, you have to put them on me then. And I put both my hands up like, you know, when you're a kid and your mum like puts a jumper on you. <laughs> your mum like puts your shirt on. And you just hold your arms up. Your mum's like, hold your arms up. I did that. <laughs> I held my arms up. I was like, go on, put them on me then. <laughs> Mummy. <laughs> I'm really enjoying doing that on stage because I think it's like I really get to be the way that we all know we are during sex, which is this like different space, you know? You can say mummy during sex and like for some reason you can say that and it's accepted that you don't actually want to fuck your mom, you know? It's a we I've been thinking about that, man. Sex is this weird thing that's like there's stuff that happens in sex and then there's stuff that happens in the rest of life and there's a fucking barrier between the two. <clears throat> and so when I'm on stage and I do that and I put my hands up and I go, Mummy it's like I'm showing you what we all know happens during sex, but we never talk about it because it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy to call someone mummy or daddy, but we all don't fucking lie to me. We all do it. You do it. You're listening right now. You've fucking done it. And if you haven't done it, no one wants to fuck you. <laughs> You're a loser. You're not a loser. You're just doing your thing. But I think you're a loser. <laughs> no, whatever. I don't know. Some people aren't into it. That's fine. But the point is, it's it's widely accepted that that's some shit that happens in sex, isn't it? And yet, we don't really talk about it. And it's like embarrassing to talk about. And so for me to find an excuse to get to do it. And also, it's funny that in the flirtatious sense, I was doing that you know, and I didn't say mummy when we actually did it, but I did hold my hands up and that is like, we both know what's going on here, you know, it was just hot and cool and like fucking whatever, <laughs> it was very exciting and uh, so we did that and then she was taking photos of me wearing the wings, of course, because that's the logical like next thing, she was like, give me your phone, so I like gave her the phone and uh, she's taking photos of me and like, you know what I just realized? I'll, I'll fucking, I got something to say at the end of this. So she takes the photos of me and I'm like looking at her. I'm trying to give me like, I'm trying to give her the fuck me eyes. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't trying to give her the fuck me eyes. I would have liked to, but I wasn't like, I was too self-conscious wearing the wings because I was like scared of what I looked like. So I was just giving her the like, uh, am I okay? <laughs> am I doing good? <laughs> um, those are the eyes I was giving her and then we finished up with the photo shoot she took a bunch of photos and then I uh, I took the wings off and she took them off me and then I uh, put my shirt back on and then I get the phone she's looking at the photos and she just goes oh no and I'm like what's up and she was like man we didn't look at the background of these photos because we were just in the one room with the chick on the bed. So it's me 
in the foreground with fairy wings on and no shirt looking at the camera. And then behind me on a bed is just a girl passed out from like, do you know what I mean? Like an, just an unconscious woman on the bed. That's the photo. And it's not just one photo. It's a bunch of photos and they all have that. And like, that's the punchline to the bit that I've been doing on stage is like, I don't know whether it works without, maybe I've said it too many times already. So I don't actually know if it's funny with just the words. I, when I do it on stage, I'm sh- I'm getting my phone out and literally showing them the photo. Um, but the funny thing is, is that I was thinking when she took the photo, like, oh, this would be a good photo for Instagram, me and some fairy wings, you know, that's funny. And then I saw the photo and I was like, well, there is no way that that will ever see the light of day outside of the context of me being able to explain beforehand what the photo is. Because it's just a fucking, a guy with no shirt on and fairy wings. And then in the background, there's just a a fucking passed out chick on a bed, you know, it looks fucked. It looks horrific. Um, But the irony is I'm saying I'll never show anyone this photo. And yet here I am at every gig that I do showing the fucking whole crowd the photo and like zooming in so they can see properly exactly how fucked it is. Um, if you want to see that photo, I'm not going to put it anywhere public, but, uh, because I don't want people to see it who haven't heard the story, but if you want to see it, it's very funny. Hit me up, um, on my Instagram or at sitting under podcast and I'll just fucking direct message it to you so you can see, so you can get the full impact of the story because it's fucking crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy, the photo. Um, Yeah, so that's good. That's the story that I've been telling all week. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, It's interesting to me that I just realized, I love the idea. I always fucking have this story about like me and my friend uh, years ago took acid. And at that time I had a crush on my friend. And we went, uh, just like we went around, we took acid and we were just like fucking walking around, whatever. And she had a camera. And, uh, I, she gave me the camera. She was like, take a photo or something. And I just fucking held the camera for a bit and looked around. And then I realized that I'd zoomed in on my friend's lips because I had a crush on her because I wanted to kiss her. And I, I, it struck me in that moment. And because I was on acid, my brain was working slow. So I didn't have the time to like cover up that intention to myself, you know? I was just completely like I was a fucking raw nerve of feeling and lust and desire and whatever. And um, this podcast is about a lot about sex this week, isn't it? Fuck. I mean, I've been having a lot of sex. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't feel very horny at the moment, which is good. Oh, I've got so many thoughts about this. Right. So that's it it occurred to me in that moment when i was an acid taking like looking at the fucking my friend's lips that i was like taking a photo is such a vulnerable thing to do i always thought you know you're behind the camera so you're not being very vulnerable but actually taking a photo of someone is you have to be able to see them in that way so you're revealing how you see them and so if you're taking a sexual photo of someone you're revealing that you see them in that way and because when I took the, you know, when I zoomed in on my friend's lips, I realized that I hadn't even thought that, but I wanted to kiss her and taking a photo of someone's lips and just focusing exactly on that is a big fucking, that's ex- saying exactly that, you know? So it, 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 that was the first time I realized how vulnerable you can be when you take a photo and where your focus is. You can tell 
by a photo what the person behind the camera finds important about the photo. And I just had this thought now telling that story that like when me and this girl were in that room flirting and it, there was so much sexual tension because we were like, you know, whatever. I don't know. There was just a lot of sexual tension and we were dancing around it for a long time. And uh, when she took that photo of me, it's kind of interesting that she didn't notice what was in the background either because she was like focusing on me. I like to think that she was focusing on me because she thought I looked hot in her fairy wings. <laughs> Actually, she was probably focusing on me because she thought that I looked dumb in her fairy wings. <laughs> so dumb as to distract from the passed out girl on the bed behind me. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I what I found really interesting about that experience, God, I'm such a fucking asshole, pretentious douche. Um, what I found like really enlightening about the experience of wanting to fuck someone, <laughs> you know, like the experience of being horny for a chick is like actually really transcendent. <laughs> what a fuckhead. <laughs> oh. What I found really interesting about it um, was the idea from meditation and from therapy of holding a feeling in the body is like, I guess it's not just, maybe I talked about this last week, I've been thinking about it for a bit. It's not just the feeling of anger or sadness or whatever that you can hold in the body. Horny is also a feeling, you know? And uh, to sit there with this girl and be like for most of the time thinking I this girl is so gorgeous and I just want to fucking tear her clothes off and like, you know, so that we can have sex. But I'm scared to because I'm scared to maybe she doesn't want to or maybe it's like not the moment or whatever. So I'm not going to do anything. So the feeling was just there. And I felt it just the same as I feel like anger or, or happiness or any other feeling. And I just, because I've done therapy and I've done meditation, I was like, you know what, Aiden, you don't need to act on this feeling. And if nothing happens with this tonight, and if this is just a feeling that you have that's unrequited or that you don't even voice or give any kind of action to, that's fine. You can just hold it in your body. And I almost had fun and it made it into like a game of like, how long can I hold this in my body without doing anything about it? Because after a while I was like, oh, I feel like I'm going to fucking, I got to the flirting was so blatant that I was like, I can't not fucking say something, you know? But even when I was like, all right, I'm going to eventually see if she wants to kiss. Even when I decided that, I was still like, but I'm not going to do it yet. I'm just going to see how long I can sit with this feeling and not, do you know what I mean? And not just like let it overwhelm me, not let it dictate my actions, not let it do anything and just be like, I'm still, I'm in control. I'm not going to be ruled by this feeling. And it's wild, man, because horny is like the strongest feeling. That's the name of the podcast this week. Horny is the strongest feeling. Yes, that's a good name for the pod. Um, I'm not going to make the photo uh, the, the deep dream because I just, nah. It's fucking, it's too private and I'm scared. 
Um, you know what? I will make the deep dream. This fucking photo I got of two inflatable dolls backstage at a show. They're inflatable sex dolls with big dicks, one black one and one white one. And they were backstage at a show and I put them on top of each other and made them 69. <laughs> and if you don't like that, then you're a fucking idiot because that is comedy. Mm-mm. Oh, man. So anyway, that's the best story that's happened to me this week. Horny is the strongest feeling. That's the name of the podcast. What other shit's happened? Fucking Spurs yesterday. Great shit. I mean, the game, we didn't play great, but we fucking got a draw at the death. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Went, uh, sorry. went and watched the game with some friends. Man, we went to this fucking Scottish bar called The Grapes on Clark Street. And there was this old boy called Billy in there who was so psyched to have us. It was me and uh, a dude from London and a chick from uh, the States. And then we were in this like old man Scottish pub, you know. And uh, this old Edinburgh guy was like so psyched to have people from out of town in the pub to talk to and like talk about football. We were watching the Spurs game. This is the second half was there. And... Uh, he was telling us all of this. Man, there's so much Edinburgh slang. And this pub is full of uh, like just little bits of thing with uh, like what's it called? Little bits, uh, like little framed pictures of just like the slang. How you spell it. How you say it. Is it how you say it? No, it doesn't have how you say it. But it's just like the definition. So the one that I got a picture of is Glaikit. G-L-A-I-K-I-T. Uh, K-I-T. K-I-T, G-L-A-I-K-I-T, Glaikit. Adjective, stupid, foolish. His Glaikit open-mouthed expression inspired my instant, my instant, has Glaikit open-mouthed expression inspired my instant contempt. Irvine Welsh, whatever. That was an awful Scottish accent, I apologise. Glaikit, has Glaikit open-mouthed impression inspired, expression inspired my instant contempt. My instant contempt. Has Glaikit open mouth expression inspired my instant contempt? Is that good? I can't tell. I don't know if that's good. Is that good? I genuinely can't tell if that's good. <laughs> um, there were a bunch of different ones all around. Uh, Drich. Drich is when it's like shitty weather outside. It's Drich. It's like raining. That's about Drich, or like, it's, that's where Drich, I don't know, something like that. And then, uh, uh, mints, that, I really like mints. If something is mints, it's like a bit shit, oh, that's mints. It's just, that's fucking cool, isn't it? I know that you think that that's cool, to say that something is mints. Like, I had a 0% beer, and they were like, hey, that's, that's, that's a bit mints. <laughs> that is mints. Alcohol free beer, that's mints, that is. So we we're in this pub and yeah, all around the pub they had framed definitions of all these different Scottish slangs and this dude Billy, this fucking old boy, was just telling us and he was talking to us about that and about Scottish football. Ah, it was fucking great, man. Back to the piano drone though. And maybe I'll I I I don't think do I have any other funny stories? I oh, fuck man, there's so much. There's just so much that's happened. I really don't know, like, 
Oh, what pictures have I got? I got a guy riding a unicycle with a flag that we fucking followed him up Victoria Street. And then it turns out he was like flying for this, you know, like he was promoting this band. So you like follow his unicycle and he goes up to Victoria Street and there's like a band there playing music in the day. It was beautiful weather all week. It was just incredible weather. I fucking went to this restaurant called Gaucho's and I had it, I spent 83 pounds, which is like 150 bucks on uh, lunch. Oh man. I've just, it's been great, man. I'm having the best time. I've had the best time. I'm continuing to have the best time. Um, the piano drone. Me and this girl went and saw uh, uh, a show there about Clara Schumann, the classical composer and wife of I think Robert Schumann, um, the romantic composer. And uh, then because I loved the venue so much, like they've got all these pianos all around. I played the piano in there. There's like a nice old fucking wooden like one of those uh, like a grand piano that's like got the it's like timber it's not like painted wood it just looks like so old and fuck i love the look of it and i played some piano on that and uh and then we went back there because there was another thing what were they called oh i gotta find out what they were called it was like this orchestra but they're from edinburgh um, and they're, they're like a social, are they a social group? Citizen Ticket. Yep. A ticket for Tinderbox Orchestra. That's what they are. Let me find a little description of them here. They were so amazing. Tinderbox Orchestra. Tinderbox Orchestra. The Tinderbox Collective is a community of young people, musicians, artists, and youth workers based in Scotland. We are a registered Scottish charity under the... Oh, where's it gone? Oh, whatever. Uh, Tinderbox Orchestra is a mesmerizing and unforgettable live show featuring some of Scotland's most talented young musicians across genres and an international cast of professional collaborators, bringing together rappers and singers with soaring strings, heavy brass, woodwind, and a thundering backline. They have transformed preconceptions of what an orchestra can be. And it's true, man. So we saw them in this venue. So the venue, the piano drone venue, is like a pop-up that happens every year in different places. But this year... Is this venue called, um, I think it's called the Old Boys College. It's this old, grand fucking old building. It was going to be, I think for a time, was designed as uh, the Scottish Parliament. But then for whatever reason, they didn't use it. So it's been abandoned for the best part of 60 years, this building. It's in the middle of Edinburgh. It's this incredible building. And the old parliament chambers, so like picture parliament, right? You know, they have all of the chairs are kind of around and then there's the floor in the middle and then there's the seat for the speaker and the two people in front of him. It's a parliament. It looks like that. The place where the orchestra was, was in that chamber. And so everyone sits around the parliament seats and then the orchestra in the middle standing on the floor with their instruments, walking around and playing their instruments and playing this insane music. And there's like singers and like drums and a rhythm section. It was just, it was amazing. And they played, they did also, they like had someone speak about the music. So every time they played a song, they spoke about like, this is what that song was. And then 
towards the end, they got these fucking guys who have just landed from India who are like a percussion group from India with a singer and they played one of their songs and then they did a mashup. They just jumped in. They were like, we've met in lockdown over Zoom and, uh, you know, we started talking and making music together but now they've flown here for the Fringe and they're doing their own show and like... You know, we've never played together in person, but here we are, we're playing together now. And so for the last song, they landed that day and the, the Indian guys, and they were just like, for this last song, they're just going to jump in and we're just going to try it out. And like that, man. And then it was some fucking Scottish song that like the girl that I was with knew. And it's like some traditional kind of thing that they play at these things where they go dancing in Scotland. And uh, I just had this moment with it, man, where like, they were playing this music and like for me, the Edinburgh Fringe is this celebration of, uh, you know, the last three years since the last one. It's been shit with fucking COVID and everything and everyone's been through a tough time and this, for me, I always was like, this is going to be a celebration of like getting through what we've gone through and coming out of it. And um, there was just something about that moment, you know, and like those guys from the other side of the world from India and then these people singing a traditional Scottish song in this old fucking parliament building that was abandoned, that some people got their asses together and figured out how to get it open so they could have shows in there. It was just so perfect and I didn't cry. I wanted to cry and I almost cried, but I just couldn't quite fucking get over the line. But um, it was very emotional and it felt like... You know, this is what I came here to do. This is it. This is the fucking kind of thing that I came here to experience. And here I am experiencing it. And it's happening. We did it. You know, it didn't, nothing went wrong. Nothing fucked up. It's just here. It's right now. And we're fucking doing it. So yeah, that's what I'm in the middle of, man. I'm, I'm trying to savor every moment and enjoy every second of this month because it's the most glorious thing in the world and i'm so grateful and lucky to be here so thank you guys for listening man um i hope you enjoyed the pod if you like it if you're new to the pod jump on itunes if you're listening this far it's five stars fuck you uh, um jump on itunes and give me a five star review or spotify and give me a five star review and uh give it to a mate you know share it with someone thank you guys so much for listening this has been aiden jones Sitting under a tree. Peace.